Hello, 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 and welcome to the Meta Mind Shift Show. Uh, hey, <laughs> I feel like I haven't seen you guys in a really long time. Um, I am your host. My name is Technical, and um, I am extremely excited to have all of you guys here watching, no matter where you are watching us at. Uh, you may be watching us on YouTube or on Twitch or on Twitter uh, or even over in um, um, in Roku or Hulu or I already said Hulu, but any of those places uh, you could be connecting with us. And so uh, I'm really happy to have you here. Do me a favor because now is the time to do this while you are listening to the sound of my voice. You're not distracted. You're here right now and you're paying attention. Do me a favor and hit the like and subscribe button no matter where you are. So just take care of that little bit of business so that we can uh, make sure that we have um, we have got you in the loop so that anytime we go live, you are going to be one of the people to be in the number of folks that is notified. So uh, welcome once again to the Meta Mind Shift Show. My name is Technical uh, Nicole Maxwell. I am the CEO of Black Multiverse Enterprises. I am the founder of the Blackverse Metaverse community, and I am also uh, the owner of Technical Consulting. So all of those things have a job, and that job is to make sure that you know that the metaverse is coming and that you know uh, that there are some options when it comes to how you get connected in the metaverse, so how you're going to uh, maneuver in and through the metaverse. Man, you guys, we've had a lot of things going on. And so this month, um, I started out telling everybody that this month was going to be crazy. This month is almost over, but it has been jam-packed full of, of, of events and conferences and wonderful, really cool things that uh, we are doing, uh, not only myself, but a lot of us in industry and um, those of us who are on the Web3 side of things. People are busy. And so that busyness is going to carry out right on and through until the end of the year, uh, because that is what we do. And so uh, this year is anything like last year, there is just going to be a consistent stream of different events and conferences. But September is by far, September and early October are by far the most uh, jam-packed uh, full of events. So uh, just to kind of recap what we've been doing, where we've been going, uh, what's been going on. Um, we did not have the show last week. And so last week we had uh, a different show that was aired. And so I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But um, this week got really, really busy or last week got really, really busy for me. Uh, we saw that pick up towards the middle of the month. And uh, we kicked things off with the Gatherverse Summit. The Gatherverse uh, Summit, it was the 3WE event. Um, and I was a guest speaker there, and I was on with Grant McGaw and Terry Hans, and we talked about the future of sustainability in the metaverse. And so uh, if you guys um, are not, uh, if you are connected, then you probably already saw it. If you're not, and you want to kind of see two people chop it up about business in the metaverse and what that can possibly look like, you can go right here uh, to the MetaMindShift show or MetaMindShift.com. And uh, you will see the links for all things that I have been up to here lately. Uh, and Gatherverse was definitely one of them. And that happened on the 13th and 14th of September. So right there in the middle of the month. And then we also had um, the Blackverse Summit. Man, was that a good time. So last week we had a whole lot of, or last time we were on, not last week, I keep saying that, uh, we had a whole lot of folks come through from um, the Black First Summit who were going to be speakers, and we actually had the event on the 15th and 16th of September. And so we talked about decentralization. So the theme of the Black First Summit, this was our first summit as a community, as uh, an entity, we had 
um, the power of decentralization. So what does that look like and what are people actually doing? So far too often when I'm on conferences or we're looking at uh, some of these big you know, names that are out here talking about the metaverse, they're not actually in the metaverse. <laughs> like a lot of people actually in there. And so they are sitting there telling you what the metaverse is and how you should get into it. And they've never been in the metaverse not a day in their lives. So um, it is important that you, as my community, as people who are listening to this uh, on the replays, whether you're watching, you're listening or watching on Spotify, or you're listening or watching on YouTube, and after you hit that like and subscribe button, you go back and you listen to the people who are actually in the metaverse, who are talking about the metaverse and building out the metaverse. Most people who are talking about the metaverse these days are in Web3. And so Web3 is definitely technology. Web3 is definitely part of our future. But when it comes to the metaverse, there is, there's a lot of things that separate and delineate the metaverse. And that's really why we have this show. And that is so that we have a forum to tell people what the metaverse is and show it and show people and highlight people who are in it, as well as to answer some um, some questions and concerns from folks when they don't know what the metaverse is and they've got questions. So if you are out there and you are metaverse curious, this is also a great place for you to be. These are great replays to go back and watch. Um, and we just want to make sure that you are staying tapped in because the metaverse is being built up around you and you may not know it, or you may run into people who are not actually in the metaverse. And so you're hearing what they're saying and it sounds good. Uh, or, you know, you wouldn't know any different because you're not in it yourself. So so how do you tell what the metaverse is from, from what you're being uh, told and shown by other people? So let's talk about it. Um, man, there's a lot to talk about uh, for sure. Let me finish up with events and then we'll come back to that idea of what is the metaverse and how can you uh, tell what people are doing and and how um, how they're talking about the metaverse when they're actually talking about just a virtual space that existed when when uh, like years ago. Uh, so you know, let's talk about that in a minute. We're gonna put a little uh, pin in that and we'll come right back to it. So we held the Blackburn Summit. It is important to me that I highlight this. And so I'm gonna highlight this until the cows go home because this is my actual community. My community came through, they showed up and they actually um, showed what they're working on. I mean, man, day one was packed full of folks who were coming to us and telling us uh, about the different things that they were doing. We had. Um, we had costs come through and cost is cost couture, cost of cost couture, Sonia Kumi. Uh, she is a fidgetals designer. She was here on our show as well. Um, and she came in and she told us all about uh, her fidgetals and her journey into creating fidgetals and fidgetals, in case you are a brand new listener of ours, fidgetals are the idea of a object uh, being linked with a digital asset. And so her object is actually a jacket. And she premiered Cospreneur for him right here on the network. And so uh, that is outstanding. I cannot wait till she blows up. So I'm going to be able to say she was on my show uh, way back then. Um, and then we also had, uh, we had, um, uh, Grand Wu come through and do a performance and his performance uh, was he showed us his his music NFTs. And so he is a brother who found the blockchain and said, how can I make this work for me? And he dove all the way into music NFTs and um, came out the other side with some NFTs and he played his NFTs that are minted onto the blockchain uh, just for us. And so that was really cool as a premiere. We also got to hear from Marcus Carey, who is uh, a cybersecurity world-renowned professional, amazing, awesome person. Uh, and he definitely came through and he told us all about, um, you know, kind of his views on uh, 
security in the metaverse right now? Like, what does that look like? And, and how can we all take advantage of some of the things that are out here, as well as some of his concerns? So he and I got to talk. Uh, that was a really cool interview for me to be able to do um, because he is a good friend. And um, that just, it felt good. So um, we also uh, heard from um, Dr. Eric Kelly, uh, who came and gave us the State of Black Business. We heard from Dr. Tammy Francis and Brother Fred Brandon, uh, who came to us. Fred talked to us about his Flames Foundation. Um, that is the Fred Brandon Flames Foundation. And Dr. Tammy came to us and she talked to us about tips and tricks for being on the blockchain, as well as her organization, uh, the Catalyst for Change Global. Um, we also heard from Ira Revels of uh, Black Tech Futures Media, now I'm on day two. Uh, we heard from Ira Revels of Black Tech Futures Media. We heard from Renaissance, and Renaissance uh, revealed to us that she has just been selected to give a TED Talk, uh, and it is all about her historical NFTs that she's got out there. Um, we saw the African Museum of the Metaverse, got to play around in crypto voxels. Uh, uh, we were also in the multiverse. We went into the Infiniverse. And, um, you know, we had a really good time. And so we also heard from uh, the Jacksons who uh, were supposed to take us through spatial, but we ended up not going in there, uh, which we had. Um, but we also heard from Ms. Naja Roberts, the queen of crypto, who came to us as our keynote on day two. And also, um, day one included a special appearance by Miss Artsy herself, uh, Artsy in VR. And she came to us and told us all about what it's like to be a world builder and build in the metaverse. And she gave a call to action to everybody who's out there, 3D graphic designers. Uh, if you are a designer and you're just thinking about toying with things for the future, like to get involved and just uh, kind of dive in and determine what uh, this space can actually look like for you. So, um, man, we had a good time. <laughs> we had a really good time. Uh, I'm going to spend as much time as I want to on that because that was my baby. And um, it came out really, really well. Uh, I got to talk. Um, oh, and Christopher Webster. I'm sorry. Let me not forget the one and only Christopher Webster, as well as Shira Saber. Shira Saber came and talked to us about Afrofuturism. But Christopher Webster came and talked to us about um, avatars. And so he took us to the Avatar Convention Center that is live and available for you to go to in Crypto Voxels. And so we had some really great uh, creators come through from the Crypto Voxels family. So uh, we are always looking to highlight them and always looking to uh, make sure that, that they are supported for sure. Um, Man, so like I said, the Blackverse Summit was was the bomb. Like we had a good time. Uh, I'm also gonna say that um, you know the Blackverse Summit replays will be available here soon, and so you'll want to stay tapped into MetaMindShift.com. You can also go to Blackverse.io, join us on Discord, and you'll be uh, one of the folks who gets notified of when those replays become available. So uh, we had a whole good time. And then right after that, so that was that was the middle of September. So we've had what a whole other week pass uh, since then. That week was full of the Black Business Olympics, and so we are hosted on the Black Business Network in conjunction with Pod TV and a whole bunch of other uh, distributors. However, um, we're home on the Black Business Network, and we actually. Um, had the Black Business Olympics last week. And so, man, when I tell you that it's 24-7 Black business owners all the time, and those Black business owners came through, they showed up, they showed out, uh, they showed us their excellence and their expertise, and they were able to actually um, really just be present and, and, and give. And so, you know, it's not often that you hear 
um, business owners coming through and not a bunch of people are talking about, well, pay me, run me my money, that kind of thing. Like that's not happening so much, but you see people giving and they were giving their value, giving their uh, expertise on this global platform that we have and just sharing it, you know, uh, saying, hey, I know how to do this here. Let me teach you how to do that. Or here's the experience that I have. And so that is, um, truly exceptional and uh, extraordinary. It is what Dr. Eric Kelly III has uh, put into this world as one of his creations, uh, because if y'all know the man, he has many, many, many different creations out there. Uh, But it is um, always really cool to be able to um, see the Black Business Olympics happen and to be able to support the Black Business Olympics uh, when it does come up. So you will have a opportunity to support that here in a few, um, so in a few, uh, another month or two. Uh, So in November, in the middle of November, you will see that happen again. And so that'll be our final, um, our final uh, session for this year. It'll be the winter session, but man, those winter Olympics are going to be some steep competition. It was steep competition this time. And we are definitely uh, looking forward to everything that's happening uh, as we move forward. So with that being said, man, it's it's the 27th of, of September. Um, and so we've finally been able to kind of wind things down. And oh my gosh, I almost forgot, you know, in our space, one of the most important things that happens uh, that I unfortunately had to miss this year, and that is the Black Blockchain Summit. Man, the Black Blockchain Summit is always a good time. I always, I try to watch um, as much as I can. Uh, Last year I watched on YouTube. This year I tried to like watch while I wasn't uh, backstage and trying to help things out with production for the Black Business Olympics. I was supposed to speak, um, but ended up kind of declining that so that I could make sure that I was here for the Olympics. And um, I missed it. I missed it. The fifth annual Black Blockchain Summit uh, definitely happens. And man, did the people show up. They showed up. They showed up. They showed up. Everybody was here. Uh, And so, you know, being here in D.C., that hurts a little bit. But um, I will make sure that I am available and around for the next uh, go round of um, of the Black Blockchain Summit. But I do want to say to Mr. Sinclair Skinner, congratulations, sir to you. Congratulations to everybody who uh, helped out on the production team, as well as to all of those people who were um, who were pivotal in, in making it happen. So uh, all the speakers for sure. And then um, I forgot about an event that happened. There was another one that happened at the beginning of this month, and that was uh, the Black in- Blackest Tech Conference. And so that really kicked everything off this month. Um, man, Blackest Tech Conference uh, has come a long way. And, uh, you know, there were some other conferences like the Domain Conference uh, happened, but the Blackest Tech Conference is where everybody in tech comes together and uh, we just, we vibe out and geek out. Like it's such a good, good vibe. <laughs> like if you ever have wanted to geek out with folks that look like you, that's where you need to be, that and Afrotech. But uh, the Black Tech, uh, Blackest Tech Summit is, or yeah, Blackest Tech Conference is something that happens uh, in September. This year it was earlier uh, and, um, you know, that definitely helped out with some scheduling of, of other things. There was another conference and I'm forgetting that one and I'm going to have to forget that one because I can't remember everything. But that's what we've been talking about, yo. Like we have had conferences back to back to back to back to back all month long. It has been a vibe uh, here. <laughs> you know, if you're involved in the blockchain, you've had a lot of different activities that you could go to. Um, so definitely, you know, if you're looking, you're trying to tap in or you want to know where to tap in, those conferences are a great way to do that. All right. Uh, in addition to that, what was I going to say? Um, we're going to go to uh, a quick break here, but um, we're going to hear from our sponsors And um, then we will come back and we'll catch up.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> so yes, we have um, some new sponsors up there. Not really, but that is uh, my organization, Black Multiverse Enterprises. And, um, you know, first of all, um, I just want to say that it is definitely a good thing to be able to see that uh, come into fruition. That is the first iteration. Uh, we'll be having many, many, many different uh, commercials because Black Multiverse Enterprises is a big old baby that I'm pushing out. And it's got a whole lot of uh, different components and elements to it. Um, we are going to be having one of our uh, board meetings coming up here. And so you will be able to see um, some different elements of what we're doing roll out over the next couple of weeks. Um, I can't say enough how much uh, I appreciate my entire board uh, because <laughs> they're amazing. Uh, and that's what I want to say. Um, but, you know, that that commercial begs a question. So how do you stay connected in the metaverse when everything is decentralized? And how do you stay connected when everybody else is there too? Um, so we're all going to be decentralized. And uh, when you think about decentralization, it is the idea that there is not a central entity storing and holding onto your data. That is one version of decentralization. But then there is also another version of decentralization that is um, kind of more political. So you're decentralizing yourself from these systems that hold and care for us in ways that we may or may not like. Usually we don't like them. Um, and so this offers, this technology offers us a way to move away from that. Um, and so when we're living in a world where we're all interconnected and so things are really easily assessed, People have options and they can go anywhere. Um, so what is it about your thing? Or, um, you know, if you're something, a business that doesn't have a way to, to reach out and touch everything or you don't actively do that, how do you find your customers? How do customers find you? And so how do you make that transition into the metaverse? And so that is part of the implementation that I actually offer within my consultancy business. Um, so those are all different ways that you can, you can think about the metaverse. But I also love those two commercials that just played because they show um, options. Mm -hmm. And when we're thinking about the future, you have options. You can show up as a business or you can show up um, in a way where you might not be able to in real life. So it may be possible that you are not able to be luxurious or to elude luxury or exude luxury uh, in your brand and in how you show up. So maybe um, the metaverse is a way for you to do that. And it's a lot more um, economical for you to be able to do that in a metaverse space that is virtual than to have to do that in real life. So, um, you know, there's always different things to consider. There's things that people are not telling you. And so let's go back to that because that's a whole conversation, right? Um, but before we do, <laughs> we're going to touch on some of the news uh, that we have uh, been cooking up this week. Um, one of them is uh, that uh, Fortnite is now the front runner when it comes to metaverses. Like, not that we didn't know that, but it is. Um, so people are are gravitating to the Fortnite experience. So let's be mindful of the fact that, first of all, Fortnite existed before the term metaverse became mainstream. Not before the term metaverse, but before it became mainstream. And so one of the things that Fortnite is definitely is a game. And so Fortnite is an MMORPG, and that's what we would have called it six months ago, a year ago, uh, before we started talking about the metaverse, Fortnite was a game. And so that's the world I come from. Like, <laughs> that definitely is a game that I would have played and enjoyed because there are many, many, many different things you can do. You can, um, it's, it's a form of reality that is just happens to be virtual. And so you tap in as this thing that has these potential powers and ways to do certain things or uh, the abilities and capabilities that you might not have as an individual, um, but you're able to do that inside of this virtual space. And so 
that is one way um, that people show up in the metaverse and uh, Fortnite is is winning <laughs> because why? Because the graphics are outstanding and that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna sit on because um, I feel wholeheartedly that we are missing so much by having these unstimulating, unvisually stimulating, uh, spaces that are out here right now. They are what we call low poly. And that is because there is a need to render the graphics and uh, render them in a way that is acceptable for a lot of folks. And when you start thinking about that, it's just, it's a bad thing. <laughs> like I can't stand uh, uh, going into spaces that look low poly. And frankly, everything in Horizon looks low poly because that's what it is. Um, you can have the coolest space, but if it is visually unpleasing, people are not going to be happy. Um, and so I think that for some reason in this VR and, and AR world, we... Uh, we got to a point where um, we did not, we weren't, we didn't think about the fact that gaming had already been here. Gamers have had rich, rich textures and rich graphics, rich visually stimulating experiences with thousands of people um, right there on screen. And so we've had that in MMORPGs, especially. Uh, especially action MMORPGs. Like you could actually all be like literally fighting and it's not this, um, what do they call it? The area of effect, uh, the AOE. It's not um, targets, uh, targeted um, animations and things like that. It's, it's actual action. So you're free flowing. And we saw this happen in gaming. So just so you guys know where we're heading. Um, we kind of went through this curve a little bit over the last couple of months in, the, in metaverse discussions, but metaverses um, are going to follow gaming. And that means that we have these individual platforms that are going to provide us in gaming, we used to call them dungeons. And so that was a plot or space or place that you could go to and you could do a little something, something and then you would get out of that dungeon. Most times in a game, you're probably killing a monster or something. Uh, <laughs> but in metaverses, you might just be going to somebody's art gallery. And so that's a, that's a closed off uh, metaverse. So it's a private space, a plot, a location, space, world, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's self-contained. But in gaming, we also saw the evolution fr going from these games to what we call in gaming, open world. And so you've seen that come out in metaverses as well. And so in gaming, what it looked like was we went from having to click a button to go into a plot or a, um, a dungeon and have this experience to uh, we're walking along, trotting along, and then, oh, out of the sand, here comes, you know, uh, this whatever uh, that's trying to kill you. Uh, and that's that's in gaming. Um, so we don't necessarily have to have that same experience in, uh, in, in uh, the virtual world. But it'd kind of be cool if it did. You know, I wouldn't be mad at that. That's me because my heart lives in games. And so if I'm all of a sudden walking through an art gallery and all of a sudden like this turtle just came out of, you know, some sand in front of me and just started throwing nunchucks or something like I'd be cool with that because um, like I'd rock with it. <laughs> if somebody, you know, was just in an art gallery with me and they just, you know, called me out and was like, you know, it's, it's that moment. Let's go. And we had some PVP right there with our avatars or AVA. Uh, I guess that's what we would probably call it, avatar versus avatar instead of player versus player. Like, I think that would kind of be funny. So, you know, I am a special person. I understand that. And so that's not going to be for everybody. And that would definitely turn off some of y'all. Uh, but, you know, I'm looking at spaces like that as really fun and interesting. And I cannot wait until those kind of places are actually accessible. But what I was saying about open, um, open, um, open world metaverses is that 
those are more of like your crypto voxels. So you have people, you have this in Decentraland a little bit. Um, so you have this idea of walking around in a town or a state uh, or a city or a space or a planet, whatever. Um, but you're walking around and you're free floating. So like you could be um, gliding or flying or however you actually walk or travel in that space. Um, and then instead of you having to port into a space or an element, um, you're just running into it. Like mm -hmm. it's located in the world at that space. So a really good example of this is Infiniverse. So if you guys have been in Infiniverse, um, definitely go check that out if you haven't. If you have a VR headset, because you cannot access it without a VR headset, uh, but you're able to uh, go through the motions and actually see what it's like to be in an open world existence uh, and and have in that specific one, have it never ending. So uh, they are constantly adding on new plots and 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 land and expanding it ever, um, ever expanding uh, the Infiniverse. That's why it's called Infiniverse. But um, you are also able to to just kind of be there. And so Black Multiverse Enterprises, we actually have our headquarters in Infiniverse for now. Um, until the metaverse that I want is created, uh, that's where we are. But that is a space where it's just kind of like, you know, how do you get seen? There's thousands of people here. We all have this exact same kind of uh, cookie cutter uh, world that's been created for us. And I've got some some cool stuff there. You've got some cool stuff there. But how do you... How do I show up? How do I how do I stay connected? And how do people easily find me when we don't have a, a roadmap? So we're going to talk about maps. Uh, that is probably going to be next week. Um, we're going to talk about the idea of getting around the metaverse, but that's that's uh, coming, and uh, we'll probably talk about that a few different times. But that's the question: is how do you stay connected? Um, and so. Yeah, that's that's legit. So if you are watching, uh, think about that. If you are watching from home, please tap into the comments. If you are um, watching this on replays, please tap into the comments anyway, uh, and I will get back to you because that's what I do, especially if you're on YouTube. Uh, make sure that you are um, putting your comments there, and then we will um, make sure that you get an answer. So what does that look like for you? What type of world do you um, do you like versus the other? So do you like an open world experience or do you like something that's more closed off? Would you rather your metaverse be um, be quiet and um, and not have the idea of just a random party coming through uh, to come visit? Uh, because that's actually something that happens quite frequently. Like you have this space and then all of a sudden you end up with uh, with someone in front of you. So matter of fact, uh, funny story. Uh, I was recording a video for um, the Black Business Olympics and I was in one of these metaverse spaces. And as I was in the space, uh, this guy came in and he just kind of he popped in and he was in front of me and he just sat there and he's like, um, and so, you know, eventually you started talking and stuff. And so he wanted to know what I was doing and how I was doing it. And um, I was trying to record. So that didn't go over well. <laughs> I had to stop. But it was just funny because it's like um, you meet up with the most random people. And in real life, you probably would just never even talk to them. Like it would just be, you know, you might wink or say hi or something, but you're not really like having these um, in-depth conversations. But in the metaverse, you do. And for some reason, it's just more appealing to uh, be in in these spaces and actually reach out and touch people. And I don't know if that's because the bias isn't there. So like, you're not seeing, oh, she has curly hair. Or, oh, her hair is straight. Or, oh, you know, look at them shoes. Like, you're not really checking people like that. You might be checking on that avatar though, like, oh, you're wearing default clothes. What's wrong with you? Like, let's fix that. Or, um, or you know, uh, <laughs> trying to connect with somebody or you get somebody's attention and they're like not even paying attention because they're not like actually in their headset. Um, they just kind of like have it on, but 
you can tell that their hands are down or whatever, so they're not really there. There's a lot that goes into uh, interpersonal relations in the metaverse. And so maybe we'll bring on a specialist and we'll talk about that and compare and contrast notes uh, for what it's like in real world versus what it's like when you're virtual, because there's some differences that you definitely want to know about. Um, but so what else do we want to talk about? So we were talking about um, the differences between those two videos also. So we talked about the difference between open open world, open world metaverses and um, kind of the closed world metaverse or the portal metaverse or the, the metaverse where you're still um, having this idea of loading screens and things like that. Like hopefully those go away sooner rather than later. Um, because like I said, we already have the template for this. The template has been here uh, for quite some time in our games that we have. We also have the template there for virtual land rushes. Um, one of the platforms that has virtual land, they had a really terrible rollout not too long ago. Uh, it didn't go right. Uh, and I'm like, how do you not learn <laughs> from all these platforms that have had these uh, land releases? Um, how do you not, you know, kind of call up your dev friends and just say, yo, what did you guys do to make this, 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 and this didn't happen. Um, but apparently nobody's doing that. So uh, for gamers who have ever been through land rushes, um, land rushes in the metaverse appear to be going the same way. So when servers are coming up, uh, the people who have, um, who have spaces on the uh, allow list or uh, the, um, the access list, they are definitely uh, getting in early. And then everybody else, it's like, um, you know, especially if it's a hyped up project and everybody else is kind of like scrambling, trying to find that perfect spot or that spot with um, some of these platforms have uh, resources like um, like actual resources. So they've kind of created the world again. And so you see the idea of gold and, and, um, and all sorts of different things. Uh, and so you see that show up, but you also see, um, you see this idea of premium spots. So we have a guy who is uh, definitely into real estate. And so he was asking me like, how do you know the difference and what difference does it make when you're, when you have um, a, a platform? Like, can't you just go stand up a new platform? And it's like, yeah, you can, but if nobody's there and you don't actually have a group of people there, then you just got a whole big old platform and, and you have a piece of land on a platform where nobody else is. So what are you doing with it? And how do you make that, um, how do you make that uh, someplace that is, is great for you? I don't know. Uh, but there are a lot of different ways to do that and achieve um, certain things. And then we also have the idea of, um, of, of just access. So something I want to talk about for quite a bit of time is some access. But first, we're going to have a news story. So we started going through the news. Uh, we got stuck on Fortnite. We're going to keep going uh, to uh, catch up with Roblox. So again, Roblox is the choice for the children. Uh, when it comes to metaverses, that's where we, at least that's where I want them. Uh, they'll end up seeping into the rest of our world uh, with us. But for now, I think that it is a definitely a good idea to have the, um, the kids metaverse. However, what we're seeing happen now is like, oh, Roblox, it exists. And so it's got a healthy population. It's easier to create, um, to create on it so the developers can create on it. And oh, by the way, that developer is nine years old. Um, and we're finding that these big companies are gravitating towards Roblox. Why is that? I just said that there's kids there. So why are, why are all these people? Because they're trying to get our kids early. So think about that. Um, you know, I have a, a huge problem with, um, with certain, uh, big names, uh, such as Facebook, 
who want to reach out and touch our kids. Uh, they are offering them Oculus headsets at far too young an age. They are experimenting with them over in Dubai because they can't do it here. But we're seeing that happen and it's happening more and more. And now we're also seeing that they're invading Roblox with these big brand names, trying to get them to be consumers early. Now, when we started talking about this at the beginning, I was talking about the difference between metaverses and what people are telling you and, and knowing the difference between the metaverses and what people tell you. And so there is, um, you know, if you sign up on, if you go to MetaMindShift and you sign up for our newsletter, I will send you my um, decentralized uh, checklist, and it, it will let you know how to actually tell if a platform or a virtual place that you're going to is actually decentralized or not. Uh, that way you can use that to kind of check against people who are just talking, as well as check against some of these platforms as you're discovering them, as teammates are inviting you to them. So you know the difference between something that is a cool virtual space because, oh, they're going to be cool. Uh, and a space that actually offers you um, the power of decentralization. So uh, when you talk about the power of decentralization, those platforms are built on and around the blockchain. And so they're built utilizing um, blockchain technology. That means that you're going to see, you're usually going to access it with a... Um, you're usually going to access the platform with your wallet. Sometimes they're going, they're kind of like uh, going back to email addresses now, but a lot of times you will still see the ability to log in with your wallet. Now, when I say wallet, I'm not talking about your actual wallet. Like I'm not talking about the one that you're used to if you are not a participant in Web3. So we're not talking Apple, we're not talking Google, we're not talking Amazon Pay, like none of those things. We are talking about your crypto wallet. Nine times out of 10, you have at least one MetaMask wallet. Uh, if you've been in the space for like longer than two weeks, you likely have a MetaMask wallet. And so that wallet is the one that you are able to log into these spaces with. Um, so that's one way to tell. The other ways to tell, go ahead and go to metamindshift.com and sign up for the newsletter. And I will send that to you um, in your email box. So you will get the checklist. And that is straight from me to you for my business technical consulting, um, where we help you to determine um, kind of where you want to be in the future of the metaverse and help you to be technically savvy uh, in the metaverse. <laughs> so um, that is one thing that we're seeing. But what we saw this week was astronomical. And that is that Walmart hit the metaverse and they hit Roblox. They hit Roblox hard. So not only uh, did they hit it, we saw this coming. They definitely um, filed for patents uh, a couple months ago, but this time they're actually premiering. They premiered their two experiences, not one, but two experiences in Roblox. And so, you know, when I talk about consumers, why are they going after kids? Because kids are consumers. They have no choice. Um, we're seeing a lot of kids that are becoming producers, but those kids are consumers until you say they're not. And so if they can lock them in and get them to love and like and trust their brands, then they will have forever consumers for the rest of that child's life. So um, you know, just be mindful of that. This is happening. It's happening all around you. And, uh, you know, they did come out with Walmart land and Walmart's universe of play. Um, and so they are coming out with ways to reach you as a shopper. Now, everybody in, and their grandma knows that you do not have kids going up to the cast registers at Walmart you are going up to the cash register for your kids at Walmart. In Roblox, they are using Robux and Robux come directly from your, your little bank account, your piggy bank, uh, your wallet, your real wallet. Uh, and they hit you there. And um, that, so this affects you. So just be mindful that this kind of thing is happening. Um, 
they're not only doing that, it's now streaming on Twitter, Twitch, and, uh, and, and on TikTok. And so, um, all of that, that's happening right underneath your nose. So maybe you knew it, maybe you didn't, but I bet you your kids knew, uh, Walmart is in the metaverse. So there you go. You heard it here first. Um, <laughs> some other news that is going on. I thought this article was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and this one is coming to us from Defector. Uh, it is an article entitled Color Stars Metaverse uh, Adventure Continues with the Promise to Make Smartphones. Um, what got me about this was the way that they phrased this. So I'm just going to read it because it's hilarious. So Color Star Technology, the Cayman Islands registered, possibly Dubai-based, ready-mixed concrete company, scraped its legacy business and recently launched its own extremely janky digital metaverse and continues to struggle with executive turnover. And so I just thought that was absolutely hilarious. Um, and I have not seen the use of the word janky in a news article in quite some time. I'm sure somebody's going to, their heads are going to roll for that, or maybe that's what they wanted and, and just encouraged it. But I think that it's kind of funny. And so it goes on to detail uh, all sorts of things about um, the metaverse mobile phone and, and all these other things that are coming out. But uh, you can definitely check that out um, as you are, um, as you're, you're cruising through your news. Make sure that you're tapping into metaverse news. And if you aren't tapping into metaverse news, I want you to do me a favor, and that is to join our community. So down at the bottom, you're seeing that scroll there. Uh, join the MetaMindShift community. We are building up a community of people who want to be connected and stay in the know when it comes to the metaverse. So uh, if you don't know what to do when it comes to ideas or thoughts or uh, you want to have like a constant pool of people to talk to about the metaverse and um and just, you know, kind of stay connected, definitely tap into the community. You can join for right now. That offering is free. That is not going to stay that way. And I said that it was changing. It will be changing. This is the last week. Uh, so it will definitely be changing here um, as we head into the fourth quarter. Meta Influence has designed several hyper-realistic metahumans and is gradually deploying them into the metaverse. So you guys, metahumans are based on unreal technology. They are um, avatars that look and feel like us. And I say feel because that's, that's what you normally say when you say it looks and feels, <laughs> but that's the saying, but you can't feel them. Uh, they're in the metaverse though. Um, the first metahuman, Luna, is a compassionate, kind, and entertaining, super mysterious, and intelligent influencer who regularly educates users about the potential of AI and how its global adoption can be a profitable venture. Luna loves to show her reaction to current AI, NFT, and metaverse news on social media. Meta Influence hope, hopes that these reactions will help to drive more users. I think that this is funny. It's a cool play on um, our reality as it's transforming, but they're using technology that is absolutely um, at its prime and, and not even close to its peak, but it is definitely a time for adoption. And so, you know, when you're thinking about AI and you're thinking about some of these different things, that is definitely a way to go. Um, they are high fidelity and are capable of replicating the owner's physical appearance in a digital format. That's probably the best way that I've heard people describe avatars <laughs> um, in a long time. If you did not see me show up on screen as my avatar, I absolutely did. Uh, not even two, three weeks ago now, because uh, we missed a week last week. But um, definitely... Um, it's it's cool technology that's out here. Check that out. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I will definitely put that um, that link up top somewhere so that you can uh, click on it really quickly. Um, we are winding things down here, and I want to uh, take a minute to talk about banking in the metaverse. So um, <laughs> that's a weird combination of words to say because. This, again, is another way that people are showing that they're not really tapped into this space and they're utilizing um, some of the same properties of, of um, 
of things that they used before. So, um, you know, instead of adopting terms like cryptocurrency, they're talking about banking and it's like, we're disrupting banking. Like that's the whole point behind cryptocurrencies to disrupt it. So uh, there was a whole um, article talking about the future of banking in virtual reality. If you live in the Virginia area, you know that um, this is not a joke because Banks here are allowed to hold your crypto for you. And we all know uh, if you are someone who taps in um, to this space, you understand that uh, if it's not your if it's not your what, if it's not your keys, it's not your cheese. And so when you are thinking about cheese and keys in this instance, the cheese is your cheddar. That's the money, the moneda. Uh, that is that is your your currency. So your cryptocurrency. If it's not your keys, it is not your cheese. And so if you don't own those keys, your public and private keys, if you don't own those, somebody else does. That's what that means. So um, you know, I don't talk financial advice too often. But that is a tip I will give to anybody. Um, if it is not your keys, it's not your cheese. And that means that someone else controls and owns the purse strings. Someone else controls and owns um, where those funds are sitting and how they're moving and your access to them. And so why would you want somebody to do that? Um, and it just, it, especially when it comes to crypto, that this space is all about uh, empowerment and self-sovereignty and being able to um, move for yourself. You don't need a third party. You don't need somebody to sit in between. And now we do have special edge cases where, you know, you may not be mentally capable. Those are different. Like, that's not at all what I'm talking about. Those people, it's fine to have help and support but still teach and train. And so, you know, start there. And then, you know, if someone does not latch on to the concepts, then there can be edge case organizations that are helpful in some sort of solution. I'm hoping that comes out to help that along. But for the vast majority of people, not your keys, not your cheese, absolutely applies move your crypto off of these exchanges, put it into a cold wallet so that you have access to it. That is not financial advice for me, but it is common sense uh, that is agreed upon by a whole lot of folks. So, um, you know, those are the things you want to look out for. All right. So accessibility in the metaverse, I think we're going to pause that and have a whole entire conversation. And wow, my light just like totally went nuts on me. Um, <laughs> we're going to have a whole conversation about, um, about accessibility in the metaverse. So one of my uh, best friends on Clubhouse is actually a survivor of a traumatic brain injury. Um, this last week, I realized that one of my friends that I grew up with is a survivor of a traumatic brain injury. Um, we have people who are affected by things on a regular and consistent basis. And sometimes we know, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes people are dealing with things where, you know, we're talking about headsets and they're like, head who? Uh-uh, they can't. Like, they can't hold it on their head. It's too heavy. And they can't focus because like I myself, I have astigmatism in my eyes. So like I have to limit my time uh, that I spend in a uh, headset on any given moment. So we're going to talk about all those things as the show continues. And so I want to uh, definitely take the last couple of minutes and just thank all of our sponsors and um, just prepare you for what's coming because we got a lot of things uh, coming. Don't forget to like and subscribe no matter where you are. EE Testing Center, come through. <laughs> testing center is located in Los Angeles, California. So if you are in California and you find yourself in need of taking a standardized or um, an accredited test, 
please tap into uh, the EE Testing Center because they are here for you. I also want to take a minute and just thank all of our sponsors. So let me um, pull that up here in just a second. Um, but, you know, we have a lot of people who are supporting uh, this broadcast and this endeavor on a regular and consistent basis. So thank you all for that. And I am going to just go with this one because I can't find the one I wanted. Uh, but um, we're going to say thank you. Oh, wait, here we go. We're going to say thank you to uh, the, um, Black Multiverse Enterprises, to Technical Consulting, to uh, the Blackverse Metaverse community. Uh, we're saying thank you to Artsy and VR and saying thank you to the Black Business Network. I also want to say once again, thank you to Black Multiverse Enterprises. Black Multiverse Enterprises will be um, hosting several um, uh, Grow with Google sessions here, uh, starting, actually started today, um, but we are every single Tuesday and Thursday throughout the rest of the year, we are going to be um, showcasing uh, Google products and how to use them. So if you don't know how to use things in your Google Drive, if you have questions about Gmail, uh, Google Docs, Google Sheets, uh, tap into that. You're going to be able to find links again once you go to metamindshift.com. Stay tapped into the community. You can hit me up on my cash app if you found anything that we talked about valuable at dollar sign technical, and that's T-E-C-H-N-I-K-O-L-E. -E. My name is Nicole Maxwell. I am so delighted that you hung in there with us and that you are on this journey with me. Um, thank you so much. Once again, don't forget to like and subscribe no matter where you are. This is Nicole and my voice is resting. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you.